0: Already starting with a snot. All right. Ah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> as soon as I hit record, I'm so sorry. Tissue, go get a tissue and shove it in your nose. Um. And they'll hear like a weird, like you'll sound muted, and they'll be like, "Just ignore Ashley. She's got a tissue on her nose." Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Don't one. you know don't, to don't have to put a one. tissue in your nose. Okay. I don't know what to do. Um, and I'm changing the name of this because they actually call this the um Montreal Massacre.
1: Yeah, I saw. I just reached for my mouse that's not here. Yeah,
0: I didn't know. I saw both. Well, I think they did that because there's another polytechnic school in um, France. Oh. Okay. So they didn't want it to be, like, confused. Because cause when I first looked it up, I looked up École Polytechnique. And it was like, in Paris, France, I was like, I don't, I think you're wrong. <laughs> po- how do you
1: say a poly, what? École Polytechnique. Okay, so you know how to say these words.
0: Some of them, not, but, you know, I took three years of French. I really should know more of the words than I do.
1: Like, I, ha- I don't know any of the names. Because I was like, this is a really, like, I almost didn't do this one simply because I was like, I'm not going to be able to pronounce anything.
0: Well, and the only reason to be fair, I know some of these names is because I, I know this case.
1: i would never heard of it.
0: Had you not? Yeah, I knew this one. When uh-uh. I when I look up like incels and cases like that, like that involved the uh, anti-feminism and this is uh-huh. one of them that always pops up. So I, I have heard of this case several times before. Oh, It's a and bummer. Also, it is. It's a real bummer. <laughs> Um, Oh, hey guys, I'm Kelly and I'm Ashley and welcome to a day with murder All right, you guys so our case today is from December 6th 1989 Mark Lapine was born Gamil Garbi on October 26, 1964, in Montreal, Canada. His mother, Monique, was a nurse and his father, Rashid, was an Algerian businessman. He moved around a lot as a child, living mostly in Costa Rica and Puerto Rico. Rashid was a very abusive, possessive, jealous man. He, quote, had contempt for women and believed that they were intended only to serve men.
1: Uh what, like this is, where does this stem from though?
0: it's still things that people believe and it's not just men I mean it is does tend to be more men but some women it, believe yes. that you are just there yes. you should serve your man no thank you like no, no even if like I was in a relationship no thank you mine's
1: like if you get served dinner like
0: you know <laughs> but what I mean that you picked up on the well. home, <laughs> you know
1: like he's lucky he gets that
0: yeah I don't know I don't get it I don't know um, but Rashid made Monique quit her job as a nurse to help him with his work as a secretary yeah. Uh, he was also abusive to his children, especially Gamil. Monique finally left Rashid when Gamil was around seven and soon after, contact with his father was lost. So he was just a, a piece of crap. All he around crap. He really piece was crap. just a just trash human. Yep. Yeah. So when Gamil was 14, he was able to legally change his name to Mark Lapine. And, and he got that name by taking his mother's maiden name. And he did this because he said he hated his dad, but he also was... Often teased for his sort of foreign-sounding name, so okay. we're going to be just so you know, we will be calling him Mark Lapine for the rest of the episode because that was his name. Um, but wait, so you would pick a name that has peen in it over it was his mother's name, which is weird to me because of his uh, his ideals that led him to do what this he and did. He takes his mother's but he last name. He took his name. mother's name. It's just yeah. I don't. I don't know. The name's fine. The dude is trash. Um, since Mark's mother had to work with his father not paying child support, again, trash, Mark and his sister Nadia spent time during the week staying with other families. Mark was a part of a big brother program, and he seemed to develop some really healthy interests, like uh, photography and stuff like that. However, after a few years, Mark's big brother in the program was accused of child molestation, and so Mark left the program. Now, there's no... I didn't know that. There's no evidence that Mark was ever messed with and there's really he was never seemed to be the big brother never seemed to be convicted or charged of anything it was just an accusation an accusation within the program so i don't know but now he's got his dad who has dipped on him and he's got this guy who's yeah and then in 1981 he attempted to join the canadian army but claimed they denied him because he was quote too antisocial i mean same which the canadian army was like no we just rejected you because we can They like really didn't give a reason, but this is what he said in his suicide. Right. That's what what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Which they technically, I guess they don't have to give a reason. Like with any job, they can just say, no, thank you. We're going in a different direction.
1: We appreciate your application. We'll keep it on file. (laughs) Okay.
0: So Mark then began taking classes at a community college and began working at the hospital in which his mother had worked her way up to become the head of nursing. So his mother was a badass. Yes. Yes, she was. Yeah. Raising those kids by herself and then doing this. So, good for you, Monique. In 1986, he applied to École Polytechnique de Montréal to study engineering. He was admitted under the condition that he finished two prerequisite courses, but those were never completed. Around this time, he was also fired from the hospital for not doing his job and for being insubordinate. Mark was known to have a dislike for, quote, feminists career women, and women in traditionally male occupations, such as the police force. So that makes me wonder if that's why he was okay with his mom. Because she was in sort of a traditionally female job as a nurse.
1: Yes. And even though she was a career woman, it was still a very female role.
0: Well, and then I wonder if he was okay with his mom, because we don't really get a lot of information about their actual relationship. Yeah. So I do wonder if he was rude to her you know i wonder if he was treated her like yeah yeah i don't i don't know and i want to say real quick guys that these are all um a bunch of french names and there are some i think there's a name from a woman who's from poland later so we're going to do our best with the pronunciation so just bear with us on that on december 6th nailed it already
1: (laughs) she's doing a good job on December 6, 1989, around 4 p.m., Lupine arrived at where? École Polytechnique. And what's the rest of it? De Montréal. Okay. With the Ruger Mini 14 and a hunting knife. At five ten p.m. he walked into a classroom with about 60 students in the mechanical engineering department where a student was giving a final presentation. He told the men to stand on one side of the room and the women on the other. At first the students ignored him thinking that it was some kind of weird prank. However, Lapine then fired twice into the air. After the nine female students lined up on opposite sides of the room. He then had all the men leave. Natalie Provost, a 23-year-old student at the time, remembers, quote, he told us that we were there because he was against feminists. I answered back, we are not feminists, we're just engineering students, and if you want to study at Polytechnique, you just have to apply and you'll be welcomed. And then he shot he fired about 30 rounds at the women in the class natalie was shot four times in the head and legs but she survived six of the nine women lost their lives in that classroom he continued around to the second floor wounding three more students he made his way down to the financial services office where he shot an employee maurice after she followed him to get the door shut. He shot her through a narrow window, but she saved the others in the office. He went back down to the first floor to the cafeteria, wounding and killing three more victims. Finally, he went back up to the second floor into another classroom where presentations were being given here he shot and killed three more women and there was a fourth one that he shot but she didn't die so he went and stabbed her several times he then turned the gun on himself and took his own life and by now it was about 5 30 p.m so all of that was in 20 minutes
0: and guys we're not ignoring the victims we are going to talk about them individually at the end because i didn't want you guys to think that we're just ignoring them we are going to talk about them at the end but i will cry when it happens so we're just going to we're just going to hold off a little bit. This is so it's just they were at school. You know, it's yes. <laughs> and like Natalie said, they weren't she didn't consider like she says she is now, but at the time she said they weren't they were just learning. Yeah, they're you're literally just at school. What? And this douchebag just shows up and decides and it's just oh my gosh. Makes the men line up and leave the classroom. Yeah. It's just I swear. So, in a suicide letter found on Mark's body, it stated, quote, I have decided to send the feminists who have always ruined my life to their maker. It seems to me always like. Always ruined his life. You kind of were in charge of your own life and you were ruining it on your own, dude. Because it honestly seemed like the only person who had your back was your mom. So. Who was a woman? A career woman. Mm-hmm. So, the suicide note also included a list of 19 names of women that he said, quote, nearly died today. The lack of time, because I started too late, has allowed these radical feminists to survive. So what he means is that he has a time management issue because none of the women on the list were at that school. The, the women on the list were more high profile and would have been harder for him to get to. He was too much. And I, he shouldn't have gone for anybody. But I'm just saying, like, he decided to go to a place where people were easily available. Right. Like, right. they felt safe. Right. <sighs> Anyway, so the women on the list were women in traditionally male jobs like firefighters and police officers. Um, Some people mistook Lapine's actions as the action of a madman, missing the misogynistic attitude toward women. Melissa Blaze, an expert on the Polytechnique shooting, says, quote, Mark Lapine was not the last of the dinosaurs. It's the opposite. It's worrying. We absolutely need to renew our view of the current forms of anti-feminism and to be able to speak about it without being afraid, end quote. And I do want to say about this, is this was a... It has changed somewhat now, but at the time, it was not considered an anti-feminist. Attack. It wasn't considered an anti-woman attack. Right, even like when it wasn't they, a hate crime. No, right, exactly. They, like, even the uh, plaque memorial didn't mention the fact that every victim was a woman. Right. Like, that just changed, I think, in 2019, that they changed the plaque to include the fact that this was an anti-feminist hate crime. They did change it? Yes. I think it's 2019. Yeah. Well, 30 years later. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. At
0: least it's progress. But it was like a huge debate at the time. People were saying, well, they shouldn't use this for a political, this shouldn't be a political statement. And I'm like, but he made it a political statement.
1: Yes. That was his whole point. (sighs)
0: All right. And so in 1991, the Parliament of Canada declared December 6th to be a National Day of Remembrance and Action on Violence Against Women, also known as White Ribbon Day. And, of course, a bit too late, as it always does, this led to a huge debate on gun control laws and violence against women. After this tragedy, the Coalition for Gun Control was formed, which contributed to the adoption of Bill 6C... What? Yep. Which contributed to the adoption of Bill C-68 in November of 1995. It required mandatory registration of all firearms and licensing for firearm owners and a national registry for all weapons background checks and verification processes and controls on ammunition cells hey however however in 2012 the registry was eliminated and the data deleted because they had a conservative leader at the time i didn't know this yep and in 2015 controls were relaxed even more on certain types of restricted weapons what so the Montreal Massacre was the deadliest mass shooting in Canada until the attacks in Nova Scotia on 2020. And now Trudeau currently has some more things in the work to get restrictions back on guns after the stuff that happened in Nova Scotia. But it's just, yeah, a lot of this went away. And Natalie Provost, the one we mentioned earlier, was one of the ones... They doing so good, though. And she was one of the ones that was leading sort of the charge for gun control and right. she was and she was working in in the government and recently quit because she was so mad at all the changes they were making and she felt oh. like she couldn't speak up honestly from in the government like she felt restricted so she quit and now she good for her she's doing stuff on the outside to try and change things oh. and she's not the only one from the shooting there's a, was another woman who was in a classroom that day who wasn't shot at but who was working with natalie also to get some gun control laws changed
1: that hurts my heart because you know how excited they were when like something like that yeah they said they had like and a then party it taken taken <clears throat> away from you
0: yeah yeah and it's just you know so because people want their guns unrestricted access to all their guns that they want and it's just not fair cheese <laughs> and crackers so now we're gonna go into the victims here and i will cry and i'm gonna i'm just going to so i'm not even gonna apologize um the 14 women who lost their lives while they were studying at school. I can't well, even imagine. they were just at school. And the whole time I, I heard about this case, I, I, you know, I picture myself sitting in the classroom, you know, yeah, bored, usually bored <laughs> and just thinking, oh, like, just, I just, it's just, it's, this is just awful.
1: And I've always said so much stuff about being in a male dominated industry and, mm-hmm. And like reading this, I was just like, oh, I don't like this at all. Like, who cares? Who Apparently.
0: cares? Like, and and people who if you're do getting the job
1: done, who cares? If you're qualified to do something, then you're qualified. It doesn't matter if you're male or female or whatever.
0: And there's still people who look at this as something to aspire to. Like the dude who I can't remember his name. He wrote a, a car. I think it was a car into a group of women. He, and he was an insult. And I think it was in Canada, too. Maybe I'm wrong. And he kind of referenced this case in his, what do they call it? The manifesto. Yeah. And like, so like there, there are still men who look up to this dude as a, as a guy to aspire to be. When we as women should be looking up to these women.
1: How weak of a human being do you have to be to go kill people? And the thing
0: is the, it was 20% women at that school, 20%. And he wasn't denied because there wasn't space. He wasn't allowed into the school because, because he did didn't have stuff.
1: he didn't have what he needed to get into the school because he wasn't qualified. But the women were. Sorry. All right, you that's ready? what I'm saying. If you're qualified, then you're qualified. It doesn't
0: matter. It doesn't matter. Apparently, it does. Okay. So these are the list of the mechanical engineering students who lost their lives. Genevieve Bergeron, who was 21, she was a music lover. She played the clarinet and sang in a professional choir.
1: There is Helene Colgan, who is 23. Her father said she would read anything she could get her hands on. Her best friend was
0: Natalie Cruteau, who was another victim. Natalie Cruteau, who was also 23, she was planning to take a two-week vacation in Cancun with Helene at the end of the month. She would have had her degree in three months. That reminds me of us. I know. You crying. know? Don't do that. I'm don't sorry. do that. You know I'm going to cry when we talk about the victims. I can't I'm help sick. it. My period started today. Stop it. I'm sorry. Y'all have to listen to my snot right now. It's, it's a touch of the flu, but also a touch of emotions. And that's disgusting. <laughs>
1: that's the worst part. of that's it. That's worse. Barbara Daniel, who is 22, was graduating at the end of this year. She was a teaching assistant for her father, who was also a mechanical engineering professor. So he was, she was following in his footsteps. I can't.
0: Anne-Marie LeMay was 22. Outside of school, she sang in a rock band and was helping raise funds for a class trip overseas. Of course she was. Sonia Peltier.
1: she was the head of her class at St. Ulrich, Quebec, youngest of eight kids, and her family said her dream was to return home to start her own
0: engineering firm. Then we have Annie St. arnault who was 23. She was the youngest of three kids and the only girl interested in ecology. She was in the 4-H club. And she talked about marrying her high school sweetheart.
1: These were the metallurgical engineering students. Maud Avernick was 29. She was very energetic. She had a boyfriend of seven years and her sister Sylvie co-founded the December 6th Victims Foundation Against Violence. Good job, Sylvie.
0: These families are just, I can't even imagine. Maurice LeClaire, who was 23, she was one of the top students in the school. This, ugh. Her father was a police lieutenant, and he was the director of public relations. Unaware that his daughter was a victim at the school, he responded, I'm sorry, to the emergency call, and he's the one who found her.
1: Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. And she was the one who he stabbed at the end. And he was, that was the only one that he did that to.
0: Yeah. She was the last victim, and he, her dad found her. I can't even imagine. Oh, my gosh. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Michelle Richard was 21, and she was known as Mimi, and she was about to be married soon.
0: Ugh. These women had their whole lives.
1: Uh, yeah. Like, they were doing things. They had, like, things to do. They were at school to try and, like, better their lives. They had plans. They had goals. They had, like, ambitions.
0: And they had a right to... Survived. okay (laughs) and then we have annie turcoat who is 20. she was awarded a scholarship for women in science she was described as gentle and athletic she went into metallurgical engineering with dreams of improving the environment boy could we use that
1: anne marie edward was 21 and she was a chemical engineering student that loved outdoor sports her ski team wore patches with the letters ame on their left sleeves in 2013, the college named its new Science and technologies building in her honor.
0: Oh. Barbara Kluznik vidovich who was 31, she was a nursing student. She was married to her high school sweetheart from Poland. She and her husband both believed that Canada was the safest place in the world. Maurice
1: Lagner was 25, and she was the employee in the finance department, and she had just gotten married. She'd been married for three months.
0: And she is the one who fought him off to shut the door and he shot her through the door and he she saved everybody else and then we have this that is also we talk about all the time that the victims of the shooting are not the only victims nadia mark's sister died by a drug overdose in 1996 and she basically got addicted to drugs after he did this she was you know overwhelmed with guilt which you know it's not her fault (laughs) poor nadia and then um, we also had some survivors who died by suicide after the shooting. One student, Blaze left a note saying that he felt so guilty that he didn't help the women. And then his parents died by suicide together less than a year later. Because
1: he killed himself.
0: Yep. So, you know, it's just, there's just, it, I, don't, I don't understand. It's That's so a lot. Sad. It is a lot. This is This was a tough one. Oh my goodness!
1: Sorry, I decided to record.
0: It's okay. No, it's okay. It's this is a good case. I mean, it's a case that saying it's a case I like is not right. It's just it's a case that I feel like is really important. Yeah, I mean they're all important, but this one feels personally important. I don't I don't know why it just does, and it's just I, I'm glad that we talked about it. I'm glad that hopefully some more people know about it. That these these women are remembered for being. You know, I feel like we have a responsibility to live our lives as the women that he wanted to kill <laughs> i feel like we have a responsibility to these women to live our lives every day in a way that would piss mark lapine off i do it every day every every day that is your mission now is to go out and live your life in a way that would piss mark lapine off <laughs> i love you for that <laughs> i love you for that statement we have, you that know, well happy. you know we have such a responsibility to these women who are just you know trying to live their lives so let's let's do what we can to, to do that in their memory Okay, give me a happy ending. Okay. That was good. (laughs) All right. So our birthday's today, December 6th. In 1805, Jean-Eugène Robert Houdin. Yep. Or Jean-Eugène Robert Houdin, depending on where you're from. He was French. And he was also a magician and the father of modern magic. And he was born in France. And Houdin is where Houdini Houdini. got his stage name. He got it from him. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. So he's jo- the OG Houdini. Yeah, he's like... He's he's Houdini's... Mentor. Well,
1: n- no. Grasshopper. No. Grasshopper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. This guy is Houdini's grasshopper. That's exactly right. Now I need a t-shirt that says, I am Houdini's grasshopper. <laughs> I mean... It's not wrong. It's also not right, but okay. All right. And then in 1950, Joe Hisayashi was born. And he is the one who... I know you probably I don't think you've probably watched any of them. All the Miyazaki movies like Howl's Moving Castle and Spirited Away and Ponyo and Princess Mononoke. He did all the music for those movies. Just trust me. Nothing. It's exciting. OK. Oh, my God. Thank you. Happy birthday. And then <laughs> this one. I'm such a nerd. This one, uh, 1978, Katie Aubert was born. I think that's how you say her last name. Aubert, who I was like, she why do I know who that is? She sounds familiar. Well, she's been in a ton of stuff. She also has her own record label called Lord Roseland. I know her because she was in like two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) She played Nikki Woods, which was Principal (laughs) Woods' mom, who was a former slayer. (laughs) But she's done all this really great stuff. And I'm just like, wait, she was at Buffy for like five minutes one time. (laughs) So it's her birthday today. Happy birthday. (laughs) All right. So our events today... (laughs) We have good events today. In 1849, on December 6th, Harriet Tubman escaped from slavery in Maryland for the second and final time. Yes. What a queen. Talking speaking the queen of queens. Herself. Speaking of queens, go Harriet Tubman. Yes. Okay. And then 1865, the 13th Amendment of the United States that abolished slavery was finally ratified. <sighs> finally. Okay. Finally ratified. But at least it was ratified. Finally. It took a long time for it actually to Anyways, when the, we won't go to that. side. we had enough hot button issues today. Gun control, women's rights, you know, black lives yeah. matter. Um, okay. Then in 1964, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer first aired on TV. The
1: scary one, the claymation one.
0: That one's adorable. It's Hermie, scary. Hermie just
1: wanted to be a dentist. I mean, Hermie is pretty cute, but like the, the animatronics in it is very unsettling to me and I don't like it. I don't know
0: where we go from here. I'm just stating a fact it's not a fact that's your that's literally your opinion because you said it is unsettling to me (laughs) yeah I said what I said what's the problem here what do you work for Fox News all right those are our events for today who caught your eye this week the cold medicine bottle (laughs) yes seriously
1: man Michael Shea from SNL I don't know who that is do you watch SNL
0: not really. Like I, w- I almost never watch it in its entirety. I'll occasionally watch sketches, but no, I almost never watch it.
1: I really like the um the news. Oh, yeah, 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 the week, the update. Yes. With him and Colin, uh-huh. who's Scarlett Johansson's husband. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh my god, they're the best. But they'll do these things sometimes where they write jokes for each other.
0: Uh-huh. Okay.
1: And so like Michael will have will like write like super racist like white supremacy stuff oh, for no. like Colin to say, because Colin's oh, white, no. and then Colin will say like, you know, like stereotypical like black jokes uh-huh. that Michael has to say out loud. And just like, I kind of want to pick both of them, because just them <laughs> together just makes me really happy. Like they have a really good like chemistry. I uh-huh. feel like they're probably like friends in real life what if because they, hate they just have a good life.
0: I don't say that. No. I really like when Stefan's on there. Who? Stefan? How can you not know who Stefan is? My favorite is when they break character. Yes. That's the best. Oh, yeah. I love him. He's played by... um Bill Hader?
1: Bill Hader. Okay. Who caught your eye?
0: So I got <laughs> Andrew Garfield again. <laughs> I was going to go into a big detailed explanation. I don't have one. It was just Andrew Garfield again. <laughs> just again it's just again i got caught in a youtube spiral of of tick tick boom and he's just so cute i'm so happy you have that in your life it just really helps when i'm like i i need to cry i'm just like i'll watch tick tick boom but yeah i don't i don't want that right now no no not right now so that was our case from December 6th 1989 follow us on Twitter and Instagram at a date with murder and on Facebook at a date with pod bye okay love you miss you bye love you miss you bye amen amen hugs and kisses high fives and handshakes actually waves and finger guns because you've got the new cooties (laughs) I don't have the new cooties you gave me the cooties I haven't seen you since October
1: look I didn't get sick until you got sick okay
0: it's like how weird how <laughs> weird is that though it's really not statistically speaking They're, you know the germs are flying around it's that time of year
1: i know but still it was weird because you were. i said something i was like you know it's funny now i'm sick so there's that you know it's funny i didn't laugh mm. <laughs> I'm so sorry that's so rude nobody ever <laughs>, laughs at my jokes i think i'm funny well that's all that really matters i'm really not funny
0: you have to think you're pretty funny but yeah. much like Riley, you're funnier when you try not to be, when you're not trying to be funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like Houdini's Grasshopper? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I
1: stick by what I said and I support it. Thank you. Okay, go to bed. Okay. Hugs and kisses.
0: High fives and handshakes. Waves and goodbye. Okay, okay, bye. We're terrible promoters for our own podcast. We are. <laughs> because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I
1: <do. laughs> Oh, I lost my spot. How come when I hit the down to scroll down, it always goes up?
0: Because it's where your cursor is, not where your mouse is. Oh. Did I just rock your world?
1: Yeah. Sometimes I have
0: answers for things. Oh,
1: that's (laughs) weird. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So the arrows don't control the mouse. That makes sense. Okay.
0: (laughs) The mouse is like, I can't be
1: controlled. (laughs) You're not the boss of me, arrows. These words are so hard. This is an English word, too sorry i'm out of breath already oh no i'm so sorry it's okay